Gopher fans, it's Phil Mackey here with a question for you business owners specifically. Have you ever had an insurance claim that left you feeling like you got sacked in the end zone? When something bad happens to the company you built with your blood, sweat, and tears, you don't want to be left sitting on the sidelines waiting to get back in the game. You want your insurance team to be ready with a game plan that helps you recover smoothly so you can get on with running your business. Your local federated representative is ready to create a custom playbook of specialty insurance products and risk management strategies for you. Federated Insurance it's our business to protect yours. T TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. Well, behind the scenes, we're already off to a great start <laughs> of this edition of the Score North Gophers show. The voice you hear is Ross Brendel. The laugh you just heard is Manny Hill <laughs> at Manny Hill 84 on the Twitter machine. I would be at Brendel Ross because again, Ross Brendel's account was suspended 10 years ago and for some reason I cannot have that handle. There's a there's a Manny Hill there's a at Manny Hill on Twitter too that has not tweeted in like over a decade. And I've just been like begging Twitter to just let me have that handle so I can drop the 84. I don't mind having the 84 at the end because it's just like it's my birth year or whatever. But it's like it would be nice to just have at Manny Hill just be my handle because I'll like I actually use my Twitter. Doesn't your standard email account like Yahoo years ago did this to me? They like deactivate your email if you haven't used it for six months. Now yeah. you can go back in and you can like reactivate it. Man, mm -hmm. I'm saying the word like an awful lot here in the first minute of the podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> but you would think Twitter could do something similar. Yeah. Or just and, when I send them a note saying, hey, this guy has yeah. not tweeted in 11 years. Could I just have his handle? Twitter suspended <laughs> Ross Brendel's account and they still won't let me have at Ross Brendel. Anywho. <laughs> That is neither here nor there. What is here is a Gopher basketball victory by a final score of 107 to 75 on Sunday at Williams Arena. I almost said Mariucci. We'll get to a little bit of what happened at Mariucci over the weekend here later on in this edition of the Score North Gopher Show. By the way, Manny, available on Apple, Spotify, and the free Score North mobile app, or wherever you get your podcasts. And at scorenorth.com. And please, if you have a few moments, we would love a favorable review. That would be awesome and mighty kind of those of you listening. But I Manny, appreciate those. Manny, yesterday, I'll be fully honest, I watched the first half of the game. I went for a little walk, as I like to call it, a little bit of a stroll. I think I tweeted at halftime, it is the Gophers, but they are up by 15 at half. <laughs> I feel like this one is firmly in control. When I came back, it was more in control. Yeah. I then watched the final 10 minutes of the game. So I think I watched. It might have been less than 10 minutes. I, how long does it take the average person to walk 2.3 miles? That's what I did yesterday. Probably 40 minutes. Yeah, 40, 45 so minutes maybe. Yeah. I missed all of halftime and a half to a bit more of the second half. There is not, in all honesty, Manny, there's not a ton to review here other than the Gophers get a win heading into the Big Ten tournament. Yeah. They did their job yesterday. Get that mojo back, if that's the word we want to use. Try and feel pretty good about yourself having, I mean, that was the first win they've had in what? 
little over two weeks. Their last win was against the team they'll take out on Wednesday. Their last win prior to yesterday was beating Northwestern. So two of their last, well, their last two victories in their final five games, their only two victories in the final five games were against Northwestern and Nebraska. Your thoughts, I don't know how much you saw yesterday, but just your thoughts on a victory heading into the Big Ten tournament. Well, I I think my two biggest takeaways from yesterday's game or Sunday's game is that number one, Nebraska is really, 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 really bad. (laughs) I think that kind of goes without saying. Um, But also I think that, you know, the, the Gophers, I think you give them some credit for, I think, taking care of business and not letting that game you know, get be be really interesting at any point. I, mean, I know Nebraska jumped out to what was it six nothing or something like that to start the game. I mean, but that's the first couple minutes. Like, who cares? There was a definite moment in the very early stages of the first half where you said, "Oh boy, here we go!" Right? Yeah, but you know, they they took care of business pretty much the entire game, and you know, the <laughs> I think the the thing that might be the most frustrating is like, of course, Sunday's game is the game where you know, the the game against probably the worst team in the conference, that's when we finally see Gabe Kalsher finally get going from beyond the arc. He was 8, 11, eight of 11 from three, which is just fan, a fantastic outing for anybody. But, you know, Gabe, Gabe has struggled this year, I think, really finding some consistency. He was such a good shooter as a freshman last year, and this year he, he really slumped all season. There really wasn't a point, I think, where – he ever really got going, at least as a at least as a shooter. And it was good to finally see him sort of get get that going, albeit against, you know, the worst team in the conference. Um, but I think when you've struggled all season long, you it's it's good to finally, you know, see the see the ball go in the net quite often in your favor. Um and, and I think hopefully if you're the Gophers going into the Big Ten tournament that, you know, that, that can continue because I think in order for them to go on a run and even though it's a very, very slim chance, if they can get to the Big Ten championship game and maybe play their best basketball, win that game, win the win the conference tournament, they'll find themselves in the NCAA tournament. Gabe Kouser is going to have to be closer to what we saw in Sunday's finale than he's been all season long. Yeah, Manny, and that's where I was going to take this. Uh, to, be, to try and be objective and to try and be positive here, and to, to honestly, I mean, not to like poke fun at what we're doing, but to justify doing a podcast today coming off of the nice win over Nebraska, we kind of do need to play that out. If the Gophers are going to win five games in five days, remember they play on the first day of the tournament, which is a Wednesday. There's only two games, Minnesota and Northwestern. Then All the benefits then, of being the 12 seed. In the and, then, and then Nebraska and Indiana, I believe, right? Indiana as the 10 seed. Is that correct? Do I have that right? I think I think I it right. goes the eleven. I think it, the eleven, 11 plays yeah, the fourteen 11, and the twelve plays the thirteen. But it is Indiana at eleven, correct? I think so. Yes. Yeah, so sorry, just the numbers wrong. But eleven is Indiana, and we can we can double check that because admittedly maybe something changed. I'm looking right? at the standings now. It looks like yeah, it looked is at Indiana. it wrong. Okay, yeah. good deal. So I did see it right, and I did hear it right. For the Gophers, just to project out. To get to Friday, there is a path. It's Northwestern, obviously, who you take on on Wednesday. Then the winner of Minnesota and Northwestern gets Iowa. Well, Iowa 
you had him beat for roughly 35 minutes. It was mm-hmm. the catastrophic, terrible final five and a half minutes at Williams Arena where they didn't score and turn the ball over a ton, a game that Iowa stole. So if you're able to get two victories there, you start feeling pretty good. Well, who knows who you might end up facing at that point? You never know how the path, the tournament path takes. It's not, it's not incredibly unlikely, but it's not very likely. It's yeah. But you have to go into it thinking you can do it. Otherwise, what's the point in going? And in all honesty, for me, it starts with playing Northwestern, beating them by hopefully double digits. Mm-hmm. And if you beat Iowa, okay, great. You're back to 500 on the year. Who knows? Your only path to the NCAA tournaments to win five games in five days. But can you get yourself? I know this isn't the goal. Can you get yourself into the NIT perhaps by winning three games this weekend? I think you could. Maybe you can. I've checked a couple of different sites. The one I'm currently looking at right now is something called Mid Major Madness. I can't tell you. <laughs> I can't tell you, Manny, how much of a source this is. But they do not have the Gophers currently in the tournament. There was another one that I looked at. NIT Bracketology, I believe, was the website. Mm-hmm. They don't have the Gophers in. And again, the Gophers don't have a winning record. And an amendment from a few podcasts. I always forget. We've even talked about this. This rule changed recently. You mm. used to have to be 500 or better. It just changed like a couple yep. of years ago, right? 2017, they changed yeah. this rule. So let's circle back. The Gophers could get into the NIT with a losing record, but they're probably going to have to win at least the first two games to have a chance at yes. that. Five games in five days. How do they do it? In my mind, there's only there's really only one way, but it involves two things. One you talked about. Kelsher has to has to really get hot. Mm-hmm. Probably four of the five games he has to be draining threes like crazy. Yep. And Daniel Oturu cannot have an off day. No. He needs to have five spectacular performances in five days. Yeah, 100%. Like, That's it. Is there any other path? No. I mean, I think that that has to be it. I think your, your two best offensive players, that being Oturu and, and Marcus Carr, need to be at the top of their game. And then you need... Your third best player, essentially, or at least the guy that you envisioned as being, you know, your third best player, Gabe Kalsher, needs to be at the top of his game. He needs to be shooting the lights out, and I think that's their only chance. And and Ross, I think it it I think it behooves the Gophers for this first game against Northwestern, the Big Ten tournament on Wednesday, right? Listen, you are better than Northwestern, clearly better than them. Northwestern was the second worst team in the conference. Now, the Gophers, at least by record, were the third worst team in the conference. <laughs> I think so. To be fair, but but that's we're talking about by record here. So, this is also a Gopher team that that if you change a few plays here and there over the course of the season, they probably have two or three more wins if they just find a way to execute and not crap the bed down the stretch so many times as, as they have this year, maybe they'd be ranked higher in, in the standings. They'd have two or three more wins. Um, but I, I think for this first game against Northwestern, to me it feels like they need to get off to a really good start. And I know that sounds cliche, but I think for the Gophers, in order for them to go on a run, they need to get off to a really good start, take control of this game you know, put a stamp on this game. You are so much better than Northwestern. Go out there and prove it so that 
you can give your key players a bit of a rest so that they don't have to if if you need Daniel Oturu to play 38 minutes against Northwestern on Wednesday just so that you can get a win in the Big 10 tournament then you're 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 essentially screwed because yeah, you're, you're you're playing you're you're not getting any off days here. That's really going to make it tough going forward and that yep. is one thing again trying to be positive and trying to find a path to Maybe not even winning the Big Ten tournament, because I think you and I and most Gopher fans would say that that's unlikely. But the path to maybe at least having a little bit of fun in Indianapolis is going to take what you just said. And they did get a little bit of a jump start on that over the weekend against Nebraska, where they Mm -hmm. didn't have to run everybody into the ground. I think Oturu played 22 minutes in that game, if I'm not mistaken. And he was, I mean, when when he did play, he was largely a factor. Yeah, yeah, he played 22 minutes at 10 points, six rebounds, four seven shooting. Yep, couple couple of nice dunks by 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 memory. Yep. Manny, to your point about maybe getting three more victories, you know, think about the Purdue game, the Indiana game, the Iowa game, and maybe there's another game or two that's mixed in there in the conference. But if they well, get, Maryland, well, Maryland, there yeah. we go. Yeah, there blow we go. That game, I mean, if you get three more victories. Well, then all of a sudden you have eleven conference wins, and you're mm-hmm. you're in a basically a sixth place tie with five other teams. You're probably in the NCAA tournament at that point. Mm-hmm. It's really kind of crazy this year. The fine line of being in the NCAA tournament for the Gophers, and maybe not even being in a tournament. It's really incredible if you if you look <laughs> at it. And to your point about the Gophers, statistically, or I guess by record, they're the twelfth best team in the conference. I think we'd all agree that 1 and 12, 1 through 12 are not all that far apart. Right. There is a significant drop off down to 13, oh, yeah. down to 13 and 14. Yeah. I mean that's and that's why it's sort of like that's why I sort of say okay, well by record, technically by record the Gophers were the third worst team in the in the conference, but it's 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 hard to really include them in into that Northwestern Nebraska category because Nebraska and Northwestern are just so much worse than everybody else in the conference this year so um but but yeah I mean I I just think that the Gophers best play is if you know if they advance through the Big Ten tournament every game in theory is going to get tougher and tougher to win because the opponent in theory is going to be better each time so again I just put this heavy emphasis on Take care of business against Northwestern. Don't 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 mess around here. You know, if you have to scratch and claw against Northwestern, meaning that you got to play Oturu and Carr and Kausher 37, 38 minutes just to secure a victory against the second worst team in the conference, then your your chances of advancing the next day are going to be razor razor thin. You need to be as these guys need to be as rested and as healthy as possible. Going into that next game, I'm I'm fairly confident. I'm sure you would agree too that they're going to beat Northwestern on Wednesday. Fairly confident. Now, crazier things have happened. We've seen it. The Gophers but, have had bad Big Ten tournament losses yes. before. They had one. Now, albeit the Gophers weren't all that great, they had one to a bad Rutgers team only a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. So, so it can happen. Yeah, so it can happen. But I'm fairly confident they're going to win on Wednesday in advance. But to me, it's just the big key is how they win and how they look and how much their key players are going to need to to play because if those guys have to play a lot of minutes and log a lot of minutes just to get the win over Northwestern it's going to be really hard for them to turn around 
24 hours later, maybe even less than 24 hours later against Iowa and expect to to win that game when their guys have just played 38 minutes the night before. This is impossible to quantify, but percent chance, not win the conference tournament, but percent chance the Gophers make it to the conference tournament. And maybe I won't even lock you into a like percentage. The championship game? Yeah. The conference championship game, percent chance they make it to Sunday. So they win four games in four days. Yeah. I, I would say I'd have to pull up the path again, but I would say just asking that is a lot. Remember, they only won two conference games in a row once this year. Yeah. Right? So that yeah. that alone makes it and that's difficult. That's days off. Yeah, exactly. And that's what days <laughs> off. I would say. Nothing is zero. It's probably higher than 1% or 2%. I'd actually love to see the math on this, but is it higher than even 10%? No. I'm not I'm not sure it is. It's probably, know. and this is just us spitballing it for, yeah. for everybody listening. I was, but like, like, I was thinking like 7 or 8% probably. So what defines for you a successful Big Ten tournament? For me, I would say if, if it's disappointing to be playing on Wednesday, but obviously winning on Wednesday is a must. That goes without saying. Mm-hmm. If they can win on Wednesday and then win on Thursday and be playing on, I think they'd be playing early in the morning on Friday because they're in the top half of that bracket. Because I think the game against Iowa was like one thirty or 12. 30 yeah. roughly yeah in our local central time zone i think to me at least at least you feel like you've shown up and been in the tournament if you can make it to friday but this is mm-hmm. a this is a program and i know this team might not be built for it although i do believe i've said this all year i think they're much better than their record shows mm-hmm. but at the end of the day you are what your record says you yep. are right that's the line that you love to use from from Bill Parcells. Mm-hmm. I always, what I love about the conference tournament, I just want to get to the semifinals. If you can get to the yeah. semifinals, that shows it's been a really fun and I think a very valuable tournament for you. This year, I just think that's a little bit more difficult because one, I'm not sure how well equipped the team is to do that. Two, they have to play that extra game. So I'm going to say if they can get to Friday and get wins over Iowa, and I'm 99.9% sure it's Iowa, unless again, I looked at the bracket wrong. It would be Iowa and Northwestern. I can feel pretty good about what they've done this weekend. Anything less of that is just more of the same and what I've seen this season overall, just a, a tad, well, more than a tad disappointing. Yeah, I, I think I look at, to me, it, it, I think a successful Big Ten tournament run for them would be if they can get themselves into the conversation for being in the NIT. So I guess you know what would what I mean we just talked about it I guess just a minute ago what would that, that take two that, that two might wins? take getting to the semifinals well that's though. that's yep. the and and I'm thinking and if that's if that's the case I'm thinking okay I guess I guess I'll put it to you this way can the Gophers put themselves in a position where they will not finish below 500 okay. and I guess in that yep. particular in the in that case. You need to get three wins in this tournament because they're 14 and 16. That's their regular season record. You win three games in a Big Ten tournament and then you lose the fourth game, which would be the semifinal game. Then you'd be 17 and 17. That probably gives gets you into the into the NIT, I would think. Maybe. Well, you, get, you, it, you would be in the conversation, yep. right? I mean, you've beaten at that point. You've beaten two teams that are quad one wins. So I know we, yep. lo- I know we love the quad one wins, so that would help. 
Yep. It gets you to 17 and 17. I, I'd like to think you have a chance, but a lot of that depends on, as you know, the NIT is basically seeded by the best of the the rest of the best mm-hmm. and all the smaller schools that won their regular season conference but didn't win their conference tournament. Well, you and I both know that's a lot of teams because a lot yep. of teams win their conference mm-hmm. and don't win their conference tournament. So that that alone will make it a little bit difficult. So if you're the Gophers and if you're sitting here today and you're that invested and God bless you if you are, if you want the Gophers to get to the NIT, yeah, Manny, I think to your point, you need at least two wins, probably three, and that doesn't even do it for you. Right. And then you want very minimal upsets in the small conferences. And I know we handed out some bids over the weekend. I did not do enough homework to see if those were the highest seeded teams that took away those that took away those bids. Well, I mean, we saw I mean San Diego State losing the Mountain West championship game to Utah State. But was Utah State in anyways? Were they close? I don't I don't I'm not sure. Okay. I'm not sure they would have Utah been State in. was the two though, right? I think, I they, think were. They, they were, yes. But they they had struggled to beat a bad a bad Wyoming team in the semifinals. I think Wyoming had only had like two conference wins all season long. Wyoming, at least in the regular season, was one of the worst teams in the Mountain West, and they somehow got to the semifinals, and Utah State like barely beat them. And then they turn around and beat the number five ranked team in the country yeah. in the championship game in San Diego State. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know if that would have – I don't know if Utah State would have gotten in, you know, if they would have lost the championship game or not. I don't know. But it's it's just things like that. You know, results like that in the in the mid major conferences are what hurt the Gophers' chances. You know, essentially, I mean, they the Gophers have essentially already hurt their own chances just by how things have played out for them. But you know, things like that are what make it even more more difficult for you. But if Utah State was going to be a team that was going to be in the NIT, otherwise, if they had lost the Mountain West Championship game in a way that could have helped the Gophers maybe get into the NIT themselves because now Utah State's going to be in the NCAA tournament. But then they probably bump somebody else into the NIT. Right. So yeah, there you, possible, there, yeah. yeah. So there you go. Um, the path, Manny, to your point, to get to 500, the path is beating Northwestern on Wednesday, beating Iowa on Thursday, and then the team they would face next. I didn't remember how they seeded the top four because it was a it was a massive cluster all throughout the standings. <laughs> yeah, and uh, that third team would be uh, Illinois. So the Gophers would go Northwestern, Iowa, Illinois. It can be done. Yeah, Illinois. If you remember earlier this year in Champaign, ran them off the floor to begin the game, and then the Gophers battled back and actually made that a close and competitive game. What in a the weird end. year for the Big Ten, man. Well, it's a weird year, and trying to give and we'll we'll segue into Richard Pitino here. It's a weird year, not just for the Big Ten, but obviously the Gophers are a part of that. I've really struggled this year. Remember when we went back about a week or two and I asked you and James Murphy, also a contributor here on the Gophers show, to lay out your case for and against Richard Pitino. Mm -hmm. I firmly believed in my case as to why you would keep him. I laid out the case that, look, we're not that far off of an NCAA tournament. It's a year. Sure. Who knows how far they could have gone if they were healthy. And I know other teams can use that excuse, but who knows how far they could have gone if they had Marcus Carr, and is it fair to relieve a guy of his duties after just making it to an NCAA tournament? And you just really start to break it down, and you look at this year, and you talked about all the games that they gave away, Manny, and I, I know they're, they're losses, and you have to you live with the result that you have. But 
I don't view this Gophers team as a traditional 12th place team. Right. They're not a bottom feeder. So that brings me to my next point, Manny, as we start to wrap things up here on this edition of the Score North Gophers show. The most recent pod, Darren Doogie Wolfson from Channel 5 Sports, KSTP Sports Department, the Scoop podcast that you can hear on Score North or wherever you get your pods. He said the number, he left himself some wiggle room, but the percentage that he gave Richard Pitino at being back next year, and this was prior to Nebraska, they didn't have a a catastrophic loss to Nebraska, maybe they'll still have one to Northwestern, Mm -hmm. who knows, the percentage he put Richard Pitino at returning next year to the Gophers bench, 75%. If Doogie says 75%, I feel pretty confident in that number. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that he still won't lose his job. But it seems like business as usual at the University of Minnesota. You and I had talked off air before we started recording, and I prodded Doogie a little bit. I'd have to remember how I phrased it, but I asked Doogie, I said, yeah, but Doogie, if Oturu's going to leave for the NBA, what's the realistic likelihood that they're going to make the NCAA tournament next year? So, again, not saying to Mark Coyle, let him go, move on, but it seems like we'll have this conversation a year from now. Yeah. And if we're going to have it a year from now, does that further the case to maybe you make the move and you find, you know, the five to seven million that it might take to move on? And when I say that number, I know his buyout's two, two and a half million, more than likely who you're targeting. Uh, Doogie mentioned this, Eric Musselman's buyout's five million. Mm -hmm. So if that's the guy you want, and by all accounts would probably take this job, even though he's only been at Arkansas for a year. Right. Well, that's seven million to get him, and then you still have to pay him. Yeah, I mean, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting situation. It's a tough spot. Like yeah. I think we'll all acknowledge it's a tough spot for the university. But here's my question, and this is where I'm going to kind of recklessly speculate here. Oh, I wish I had the sounder on here. <laughs> Sorry, reckless speculation. But here's my question: We know. Eric Musselman, at least according to Doogie and Doogie sources, we know Eric, Eric Musselman would be very much interested in this job. And and it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, his his dad and, obviously coached here and was the Gophers coach for a number of years. And, and I, I should back off very quickly. I don't think anybody has said that he would for sure take the job. Sure. I may have said that, not trying to put words in Doogie's okay. mouth. What I think everybody has speculated is he would be very interested, probably would take the job. Right. But Just I wanted guess, to clear that up, so okay. sorry to cut you off. No, no, no problem. I, I'm glad you did. I don't um, want any angry texts or tweets from Doogie <laughs> in about 45 minutes. Um, no, I'm, I'm glad you did that. I'm glad you cleared that up. Um, but I guess my, my question is, are we sure that Eric Musselman would be the target if they decided to part ways with Patino? And that, I mean, that that's where things could potentially change because if – if somebody else is the target, and I understand why Eric Musselman could potentially be a target if they decided to to move on and 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 make the change, but he wouldn't be the only option out there. And so I, I guess my my question is if if that would change things in, in at least from a from a financial standpoint of if there is if there would be a different target. If that if well, that would make a difference in terms of just if sure. they decide to make the move now, I mean, because because here's my question, and again, we just talked about how confident we were that they were going to beat Northwestern on Wednesday. Okay, well, what if they don't? 
Yeah, and does that change things in the university's yeah. eyes? And and it's crazy to think that one game could basically change, you know, whether or not you decide to part ways with a coach. In theory, you would think it shouldn't. But when but, you're splitting hairs, it can. Right. And the thing of it is, is let's let's be honest here. How, you know, if let's say they do lose on Wednesday to Northwestern, that's a bad, that's a really, really bad way to end your season. And then it's like, okay, well, then how is everybody viewing the program? And then what direction are you going in? So I, I don't know. It's, it's, I'm very, I will admit, I'm very, very torn on because I, I'm, I'm in that camp of, and I'm sure you are as well, of timing is very, very important, I think, when you're going to make a change at, at head coach. I think, especially, in, you know, in, in collegiate athletics, timing, I think, is, is a big part of this. So I, I'm I'm very much torn on it because you, you have to get, you know, if you're going to make a change, you have to get the right guy. And, you have to get the right replacement. Well, and Manny, I'm also very pro Richard Patino coming back next year. I'm okay with whatever decision that mm-hmm. they make, but I would say this to the university if they're if they're listening, and I hope that they are, don't expect people to be knocking down the doors of Williams Arena to get in there next year. Mm-hmm. To get people to come back and put butts in seats, you're going to have to get off to a nice start in the non-conference. Yeah. And yeah, when you get to the conference schedule, you're going to have to come out of the gate winning a game here and there because if especially if, if Daniel it's going to be the, is not going to be back, correct. which we don't I mean obviously we don't know, Correct. But, they need to create their own excitement. Don't yeah. expect the fans to be excited. I can tell you, talking to, well, I guess I can tell you my good friend who you and I know, he he said if it's the status quo next year, not anti-Richard Patino, but if it's the status quo and Daniel Oturu is not back, he's fairly positive. He's not going to renew his season tickets. Well, how many people are just like him? Yeah, I talked to somebody else in this building who said something, I don't know, mildly similar that just their interest would be would be a little bit less. But what changes that is winning cares everything. Yeah. Well, and my thing is, is I know that there's been a lot of talk about the incoming recruits for next year. Jamal Mashburn Jr. is sort of the headliner in that because he's obviously very talented. And we know his dad was obviously a terrific college basketball player at Kentucky. And obviously, you know, Jamal Sr. went on to have a really, really nice career in the NBA for a long time. But I guess my question would be, okay, for the incoming recruits, let's just take Jamal and Mashburn Jr. for a second here. How much of an impact can he make as an incoming freshman next year? I think that's, I mean, because this if even if Daniel Oturu comes back, that's, you know, you know he's going to need to make a, Jamal Mashburn Jr. is going to need to come in and make an immediate impact. And how much... You know, unless your name is Zion Williamson yes. or or you know Ben Simmons or whoever that type of player, how many freshmen do we actually yeah. see come in and make a significant impact? And that's what this I think what this program needs to have a successful season and maybe make the NCAA tournament next year. Well, and put it to you this way, Manny: How inconsistent was Daniel Oturu last year as a freshman, and now he's more than likely headed to the NBA. So think about the Daniel mm-hmm. Oturu you got last year. At best, is that probably what you're going to get on Jamal Mashburn Jr.? I don't want to knock the U, but if it was going to be that impact freshman like you just talked about, 
he's probably not playing at the University of right. Minnesota next year. He's at Duke. So it's he's it's at Kentucky. It's a little unrealistic, I think, to yeah. expect that of Jamal Mashburn Jr. Not that he might not turn himself into a first round pick or a lottery pick one sure. day, but to expect him to play like that right away next year, I just don't think that that is a very viable. And then you look at what's coming back. Some good players. Yeah. Program defining players. And this is no the, the example I just laid out was figuring that Daniel Oturu would be back. Well, what if he's not? And yeah. he for as well as he's played this year, he's been one of the best players in the conference, one of the best big men in the country. He has every reason to to think that he's going to get drafted fairly high in this in this summer's NBA draft. And if that's the case and he decides to go out to the draft, Okay, well, then now what do you have? That's one of your best players, if not your best player. Yeah, I mean, let's let's be honest. He's their best player. He's not back next year. So then what are you looking like? Well, I can tell you this. What I'm looking forward to, Manny, is when you and I sit down again roughly at this time next Monday to do a Score North Gophers show, and we're reviewing the 12-seeded Gophers who have just won five games in five days <laughs> to get into the NCAA tournament. We've seen actually, crazy things happen, man. Actually, to be fair, we'll make this our final talker, and then I have a couple of quick hitters on the on the way out the door. If the Gophers did win five games in five days, they're, they're a 12, maybe even a 13, right? I think the Big Ten, yeah, probably. I, I looked this up. I think I looked this up, and I can't remember. I think it was Purdue years ago who was like a 13 seed. They're like the lowest seeded Big Ten team ever. It doesn't mm-hmm. typically happen from the Power Five, but it, but it does. How many they, how many Big Ten teams are or, we thinking going to get you know, into would, the tournament? The right Gophers now? would be in the play in, wouldn't they? <laughs> how funny would that be? I I heard um I I've I've heard this talker a, a lot over the last few days from a lot of different people. The consensus is nine, maybe ten. Okay. And in, and Indiana's one of them. The consensus is that basically Indiana and Purdue are the only teams they could be in, but they're probably the only teams right now in the Big Ten that head to Indianapolis where they probably have a little bit of work to do. Mm-hmm. As long as Indiana, I think Purdue especially. As long as Indiana doesn't lose to Nebraska, they're probably in. Yeah. Purdue was hurt a little bit by losing to Rutgers, but Rutgers getting that win puts Rutgers firmly in the tournament. Yep. Rutgers basketball wow. in the tournament. Good for them. Wow. Yeah. Good for them. Good right. for them. Manny, quick hitter. Well, yeah. I mean, you think in nine or ten? I, I guess you yeah, posed the probably. question. I'm, I'm just looking at the Big Ten, just how teams have sort of shaped out this year. Yeah, I'm thinking probably nine or ten. You know what, Manny? Most. I think if we're to a point where we're letting nine or ten Big Ten teams in, I think we got to expand the tournament to like ninety six. We're just gonna leave. We're gonna leave too many good teams out. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm 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 joking here. If it was up to me, we'd go back to sixty four. Let's boot four teams yeah. right out of, right out of the tournament. Get rid of those plans. You're quick, but at least they're not calling the play-in games the first oh, round of the tournament anymore. Remember, so Tubby, Tubby Smith made it to the third round with the <laughs> with the Gophers. <laughs> Guy right. makes it to the third round and he's fired. Yeah. Doesn't doesn't add up. Your quick hitters, Manny. Going forward, we'll, we'll talk some more hockey. I ju- I'm just not sure exactly when that'll be. I know Jess Myers from the Rink Live, and of course a Score North alum. I told him when the Gophers season either ends or they make the NCAA tournament, we'll get him back on. Go for hockey team. It's now down to single elimination. They get Penn State. The men do this upcoming weekend. I'd like to see where the pairwise comes out this week because the Gophers actually, in a weird way, 
they would have been better served to beat Notre Dame in two games than three games because the more games you start playing, it actually kind of starts to hurt you. Yeah. But at the end of the day, they're still playing and they have a chance to get an automatic bid by winning the Big Ten Conference Tournament. I suppose there could be a chance if all they do is beat Penn State, then lose in the championship game. But I'd like to see how that shakes out and where they're currently at with the new pairwise. But they're still alive. They go to really just a place that's haunted them the last few years, Pagula Ice Arena in <laughs> what we like to call Hockey Valley. But that should be fun. Games are yeah. games are very fun to watch there. I talked about this with Jess and Judd, who even joined me to talk hockey a few pods ago. They, and I knew this would happen, and it's going to happen here in the near future. They're going to win a national championship because it's a big-time university. It's yeah. out east. It looks to be a great environment. So we'll see. Could be fun. It's one game. Who knows? Gophers yeah. Gophers tied and had a lead there a couple of weeks ago late into the game and let it go. So who knows what can happen in one game. Also, the Gopher women. I may try and check this out if I can. I got some family obligations on Saturday. But the Gopher women, they're at home at 4 p.m. at Ritter Arena in the first round of the NCAA tournament. They're a number four overall yep. seed, and they if are, I'm not mistaken. And they are taking on Ohio State at Ritter Arena, so good and luck Ohio to them. Ohio State just beat them in, in overtime yes. over the weekend in the WCHA uh, I tournament. Would, so. I would love to get uh, Coach Frost on the air. I'm going to I'm gonna have to make that request and see if we can get him on. Maybe after he wins another national championship, though. I think he's yeah, a, He's got quite I, a few already. I, I think he's a little bit busy right now. We'll let him work through that, but... Should be a fun weekend of hockey, and let's hope the Gophers, at bare minimum, sounds like you're looking for three, I'm looking for two, but at bare minimum, we're both expecting, well, not expecting, at least hoping for more than a win against Northwestern, but oh man, if they lose to Northwestern, oh, boy. let's fire this thing back up. Yeah, no let's kidding. Get, let's get it going. What is... What does James Murphy like to steal from uh, Seth Rollins? Burn it down. (laughs) Burn it down. (laughs) That's all I got, Manny. Thanks for the time. I appreciate it. Always fun. That's Manny Hill at MannyHill84 on Twitter. I'm Ross Brendel at BrendelRoss on Twitter. Again, a review, a positive review. We would certainly love that. Find us on Apple, Spotify, or the Score North mobile app.